Welcome to the Stupid Podcast on Everything Afternoon Drive, where I'm Joey. I'm Kiki. And we are going to talk about stupid things on everything, and we're going to have all kinds of fun. We actually do have kind of an itinerary for these, which is, you know, not our normal thing, and we're probably not going to stick to them very well because you can't talk about everything <laughs> if you can't use everything, but it's fine. For our afternoon segments, they're going to usually be longer. We're going to get into a little bit more things, and... Uh, we are probably not going to be so suitable for work. Not that our morning stuff is going to be suitable for work, but we never claim to be in the first place. So uh, let's go ahead and get into our first thing. So go ahead. What are we starting with? We're going to be doing a read it Reddit, and that's going to be from r slash true off my chest today. So a little bit heavier, but it's a good story, I think. I personally think OP did the right thing. Okay, and I haven't, and I don't know anything about this ahead of time, and uh, who's the user? So we can give them proper credit. Okay, underscore raisin, underscore one, two, three. (laughs) Okay, go for it. This one is titled, I Just Destroyed a Marriage. Today, I just destroyed a marriage out of spite. I met Mike, not his real name, while I was on a work trip in his city. I work for a company that does events and marketing in different cities in Europe, and it's part of my job to travel to these cities and be present at events. I met Mike in April. He and I matched on Tinder, had a nice little chat, and agreed to meet up for dinner that same evening. We immediately hit it off. I was in his city for a week, and we met up every night that week. We'd meet up once we're both free in the evenings. We had sex after our second date, and there was a really good chemistry. Since I live in a neighboring country, just five hours away from his, we kept in touch. Our communication through text was seamless. It seemed it's like we never ran out of things to talk about. Every now and then we'd do video calls. He keeps me constantly updated with his life and would send me photos and videos of what he's doing at work, during his football games, and when he goes out with friends, etc. I asked my manager if she can assign all events in his city to me, and she approved. Didn't question me as long as I did my job well. So for six months, we were able to maintain a long-distance relationship with me traveling to the city for work once or twice a month. We'd go on dates, and I usually let, just let him quote-unquote sleep over at my hotel since his apartment is 30 minutes away from the city center. He visited me a few times in my city on weekends since it was accessible by train. Now let me pre- preface this part by saying that Mike is not big into social media. We followed each other on Instagram, but there was no posts on his feed. I don't use Facebook a lot, so I don't see the point of adding him there. Mike is a pretty private person. I know a lot about his hobbies, what he does for fun, and some background on his family, but I didn't know a lot about his past relationships. I opened up to him about mine, but never obligated him to tell me his. One time, I got curious and did a little snooping on Facebook. When I searched for his name, I saw a woman with the same last name tagging him in a life event saying they got engaged. I did more snooping, timed this on Instagram, and that's when I found out. Mike is married. I found the woman's Instagram account, and it was filled with photos of them. He was never tagged in any of the photos, so it didn't show on his profile. The last photo she posted of them was two months before I met Mike on Tinder. I confronted him. He denied it at first until I showed him screenshots of what I discovered, and that's when he told me everything. That he is married, but having problems for months now. That he still lives in their apartment. (laughs) I can name one of them. (laughs) That he still lives in their apartment, but he sleeps on the couch or at his parents' place. That he's been trying to fix things with her for a few weeks now while in a relationship with me. I got angry. I told him that he should have ended it with me the minute he decided he was going to fix their marriage. I called him a coward and a liar. He apologized. I told him that I will tell his wife everything. He begged me not to. He begged me for an hour on the phone and I just listened to him making pathetic excuses. He said that if I tell his wife, she would get hurt and that it would not be possible to fix their marriage anymore. I told him that I didn't care and that he doesn't deserve my sympathy. 
So I told her via Instagram. I sent her screenshots of him denying that he's married. I sent her screenshots of sweet messages, heart emojis, and dirty photos that he sent me. I sent her screenshots of him saying he loves me and how much he misses me. She saw all of the messages, left me on read, and then deactivated her account. He then called me saying that she is crying and angry and threatening to leave him. I told him that he deserved it. I didn't mean to hurt her, really, but it was the only way for me to hurt him. I wanted him to be in so much pain, and I felt bad that she had to be hurt in the process, because I could call him every ugly name in the book, but nothing would hurt him as much as her leaving him. I just destroyed their marriage, and I don't regret it. Edit to add, he didn't want to break it off with me. He said that he wanted to keep in touch. What for? I don't know. I didn't ask, but I told him I was having none of it and that it was pointless. Wow. Just, just, wow. Mm -hmm. So, TLDR. Basically, she's going out with a guy, finds out he's married, and tells the wife. Right? And he's lying about it the whole way. To both sides, obviously. And then, oh, and I, she, I hate this so much. The more I think about this, the more angry I'm going to get about this guy. Because, ugh. Because he's trying to be manipulative. Oh, don't tell my wife. It'll hurt her. He, you didn't think anything of that, yeah, you he, piece of absolute... She didn't destroy their marriage. Yeah, he did. That's exactly 100%. right. Yeah, even OP, that's the one thing I'll disagree with with OP. You didn't destroy the marriage. You made sure that the truth was there. And that's one of the things, like, for us, right? Everything we do, we're honest about. Mm -hmm. There's no secrets. There's nothing that we keep apart from each other. Nothing doesn't work it does not work and, and so it's hard i don't understand how people can go on that long keeping something like that like i don't mm -hmm. know you were he was going to visit her she was visiting him and they were going and staying like i don't understand why it wasn't a red flag to her first of all that she never went to his house right they were dating for a few months and she never went to his house that's a red flag to me five and a half hours is a drive and i mean i can maybe she doesn't like driving or maybe there's something there but yeah if i'm if i'm sitting in the other side of those shoes and i have been sitting in the other side of those shoes um no i when i was i would i was freshly 18 so i was freshly 18 and there was there was a lady and she was a cougar. I mean, there was no no you know term for it back then. And uh, I was working at FEMA and she was working at FEMA and um, she was she came on to me hard. Like I was trying to be cute, flirty, and she was just straight. She like put her hoe drive in ten, you know. <laughs> and I was like, um, okay, cool, I'm down for this. And I never asked. Like OP didn't flat out you married you know and i never mm -hmm. asked you married um but i noticed that things were weird she came to my apartment and then we literally had just started like just got into it hot and heavy and she blurted out i'm married and i'm like and her name is joyce and yeah that's her real name i don't know why people are like that's not their real name it's not like you're giving their last name and their address and everything else no her name was joyce and i was like I didn't know what to do. I was halfway. I was like, um, okay. So I stopped because obviously she blurted it out out of like just pure guilt at that point. But, she, but how do you get it that far? I don't even understand that. Like I've never done that in a relationship. I've never, ever done it, but I'm also different in the fact that, you know, I've always been poly. I've always been 
you know, open because that way that's not an issue because if somebody's got to be there and get it out of their system and you're not in a committed relationship with them, don't be in a committed relationship with them. But if you're going to sit there and tell somebody, you know, and you're dating, you don't go several months dating, Mm -hmm. drive five and a half hours a pop. So 11 hours round trip without somebody going, hey, guess what? This is serious. Yes, it's Tinder. So she, you know, OP's lucky she wasn't murdered. But at the same time, you know, I just, I don't get it. Like, I've, I've never been there and never done that. So that's just, that's crazy op you did the right thing 100 mm-hmm. percent. if you ever hear this um you definitely did the right thing i'm i won't argue that at all you didn't destroy the marriage he destroyed the marriage mm-hmm. okay 100 percent. yeah you got away from you got away from a good uh, you got away from a relationship at the right time because what is his actual end game in this is he gonna divorce his wife yeah and no, then go I'm, with you see, that was what that's what she was saying is that he wanted to stay in touch with her. Mm-hmm. That he didn't want to break it off. He didn't want to be done with her. But he was trying to fix the marriage. So I don't get that. Right. He didn't want her to leave because, you know, oh my goodness, you know, I just, I, I love you and I don't, you know, I care about you and I like your relationship. Okay, but you're, you're married and you were trying to fix the relationship. So you should have ended it with one of us and mm-hmm. picked one that you didn't go into it going, hey, listen. I understand that we're, you know, having problems in our marriage. Maybe we should have an open marriage or something. No, you just went off, started dating somebody. You made a whole Tinder profile, ended up in a relationship. We're leaving and lying and doing all this other crap constantly. Mm -hmm. And then decided you were going to try to fix the marriage afterwards. So that means that either guilt washed over you or that you got to a point where you were like, you know what, maybe I can revitalize the spark with my wife like this relationship and just, you know, this is proving to me that I still got it and I'm a good person. So let me go try and then just decided you were not going to, you know, like what at that point it was like, I'm going to try and if it works out, then I'll keep, you know, break it off with you because like, that's at that point, you're still hurting somebody like you mm-hmm. already fucked up the moment that you decided you wanted to fix that marriage and stay in a relationship with her. You you messed up. Yeah, ghost. I'm sorry. If you've really gotten to that point where you you're there, at least you can do is ghost. And I'm just I'm not justifying cheating. I'm just saying at that point, if you realize that, then get the hell out. Be done with that because that's ridiculous. Well, don't but ghost or at huh? least be like, hey, listen. I don't like even if it's. I understand when people get upset, but people get less upset when they get randomly broken up with than if they just stop existing in their mm-hmm. life. I hate ghosting. That's so that's a horrible thing. I understand that because you've been ghosted, and I get that. But what I'm saying is, to if he's going to commit to his wife, then commit to your wife. If you're going to commit to her, then say you don't have to tell my wife. I'll tell my wife. I'm done. You know. But to sit there and say. Oh no! I'm I'm gonna end it with my wife that I'm in counseling with and trying to stay with, and please don't tell her. Yeah. No, I I would just be like, one or the other doesn't exist. Like Joyce quit like two days later, and I and you know she was gone. Like the, I didn't have her on Facebook. Facebook wasn't a thing. so it was like so she was gone there was i was like okay i didn't know where she lived i didn't know anything about it and i couldn't go to hr and say hey (laughs) so but wow yeah okay that's that's crazy so um (laughs) should we get into our hypotheticals now yeah and so okay so Here's, here's a fun little thing that we, we do. We actually propose uh, hypothetical questions. We make sure that the other person doesn't know the hypotheticals beforehand. We can either both ask each other hypothetical questions or one of us will ask the other one hypothetical questions. It just depends on how meaty the question is. So, 
I'm uh, I w- I kind of want to ask if you were the wife what you would do, but I already know what the answer is. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, okay. So here's a hypothetical. Now, we live in a named estate. Uh-huh. We have a little over an acre of land. Mm-hmm. Okay, we don't have any neighbors to our south, any or any neighbors on either side of the house. We don't have any neighbors across the street. So I'm letting everybody know this so that they kind of get an idea. However. Behind us, for our lot of land, it covers four homes, right? Mm-hmm. Hypothetical. I went and decided to do a Megan's Law search, which, for those of you who don't know, it allows you to see, and it's named different things. It uh, can be RSO search, which is registered sex offenders, Megan's Law specifically for child predators. And you find out that somebody who moved in behind us recently was a registered sex offender for lewd and lascivious acts with a minor. What do you do? Now, mind you, we used to have a beautiful hedge line along our backyard, but now we have a piece of fence that's gone. And the only thing we have in the place is an electric fence. So that's going to slow people down a little bit. But you see this person there in the backyard. They want to get to know you. They want to hang out with you. They want to meet you. They're just trying to be a friendly, nice person. You know nothing about the case. So I don't know that they're... Or do I know that they're... No, you know. You just looked it up. You've been talking to them. Let's say you've been working in your garden. Because for those of you who don't know, Kiki does keep a garden in the backyard. um, And this person starts talking to you. Now, this is a hypothetical. This really isn't the thing right now. I know. So I just don't want... I want her sitting trying to think who. But we find out that one... You find out one of the people that you're talking to been talking to on a regular basis just because somebody looked it up you decided to look it up because you saw it on a news report or something like that whatever it was and you look up and find out they're a registered sex offender for lewd and lascivious with the minor what do i do yeah finish the fence and put up electric things around it make sure that every single thing in the house like there we have an alarm system set and everything Mm -hmm. just no no excuses which we do no excuses, no, you know, forgetting, no accidents. Like, literally, I have to make sure that we have an alarm system set and everything's fine and everything's perfect because, you know, and then cameras everywhere because that's the easiest thing is being able to keep everybody protected by making sure that the house is protected. I feel like there's no other way. Like, I'm not going to keep talking to them. I figured that out. I don't care if they're trying to be nice or better their ways or anything. It's it. You're done. You're cut off. Okay. <laughs> Building, finishing the rest of that fence, make sure nobody has access to anything. And that's it. To inform the girls about it, make sure that everybody is aware. And so there's no, oh, well, I just want to know if your mom is home. I don't, none of that. Just if you see this man at the door, mm-hmm. see this woman at the door, you don't touch the door. You walk away, you call the police, and that's it. Like, there's no, no offense what it says about it. Okay. Now, and that said, here's one more layer that goes into it. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about putting in the backyard? We're talking about putting a pool in the backyard for the kids. Pool wouldn't go in the backyard. It would go on the <laughs> sideline. <laughs> okay. So you're done talking to them. You don't talk. What if they try to talk to you and they're like, you go in the backyard to work on your garden and they're like, hey, Kiki. Hey, How? They're gonna, there's going to be a nine foot fence. <laughs> they gonna be what? A nine foot fence. They're not going to get, they're not going to get anywhere near me. Nine foot <laughs> fence is going to be rose, rose bushes along it. So I can't even like look, they can't even look through hedge bushes. Nothing. No. Over Eastern Texas, you want to get a moat and put some gators in there too? Oh my God. <laughs> no. 
but just literally no no chances they live behind us make it impossible for them to peek look or anything like that and if they try to get smart with it and get a ladder or anything like that we will have cameras over by everything to make sure that there's nobody doing any of that because it is not illegal to point your cameras that are on your house or on your property away from your property or house okay so now let's let's take it one step higher and let's let's go with him being predator being a predator Okay, I was going to sit and say, you know, would you, would you try to find out what the lewd and lascivious was? Because what if he was like 18 and the girl was 16 or, you know, which, okay. <laughs> Not and, taking the chances. And totally fair, right? Because that's that's our kids. Mm-hmm. But let's say he goes full predator mode. Okay, he puts cameras in his backyard facing into our backyard. How? Is they going to be on tall poles? I will yeah. go every mile to block every one of those cameras. <laughs> I will keep putting, even if it comes down to making sure that there's some weird, ugly screen on top of our fence, on top of the hedgerow, on anything like that. Because if things keep getting worse and worse and worse, he's already a registered sex offender. Mm-hmm. And where we live, I'm pretty sure that the cops would be on our side if we went, hey, listen, <laughs> this, this guy's doing some things that are, you know, it's not illegal to do this. However... <laughs> And I feel like something would be done because mm-hmm. worst comes to worst, I've taken him to court. Like, I don't, I don't care. There's, we're going to figure out a way that there's no chance because the, there's no, there should be no chance. There mm-hmm. should be nothing there. Okay. And that's fair. And, and, I'll, and, and to that, I will say that I grew up in Vallejo, for those who don't know. And I, when uh, one of the houses I lived in was in the Crest... And in the crest, while I was living there, there was a guy who was, um, he had molested a girl inside the crest. And uh, the police had done something illegal. Uh, The warrant wasn't legal or whatever it was. Whatever it was, he was let off on a technicality. And so he thought he was free and clear. And all I know is one night I went to bed. And the next day, the police were at his place and he wasn't there. Like he was gone. And he wasn't gone like he had moved out. All of his stuff was in the house. His wallet was in his house. All of his his keys, his vehicle, his gross, gross looking uh, little Honda. Um, it was like a 1978 Honda Civic, I think. Something was around those times. The stupid bubble butts, the uh, hatchbacks, and not a single panel matched in color. Nobody knows gross. what it was. Huh? <laughs> those cars are gross. Yeah, so nobody knew, knew what it was. But... The entire, once we all found out what, that he had gotten out, and it was a local girl, it was literally, you know, a girl living with her grandma because her mom was, you know, pretty much a hooker. I mean, there's no other way. Her mom was out making money. Mom was doing what mom did. So, but found out about it, and, you know, a couple of guys were just like, hmm. And the next day, he was gone. He just didn't exist anymore. So yeah, see, I don't have I don't have connections. I can't do that. Huh? <laughs> I said I don't have connections. I can't do that. I feel like the the best thing that I would do, like if if it was a long term issue and like the cops didn't do anything and we were having problems, mm-hmm. I'd honestly mm-hmm. make an HOA, form an HOA. Get him kicked out of the neighborhood. Get him fined on every little thing till he can't afford anything anymore. If I got to go the long and petty, you know, <laughs> route with it, I will get him out of here. Because if he can't get, like, if, if he keeps trying and we can't do anything about it, mm-hmm. I will find a way. I will, he will get the cops called on him. I will tell and let every single neighbor know what's going on. I will, I will involve as many people. Media. Yeah, I will involve as many people as I need to. Good. 
until he stops or is gone. At that point, if it's like he's actively trying over and over and over again and the cops are like, oh, there's no evidence, and you know, then it's he, until he's gone. If it's just dumb shit and, you know, he's, you know, tried it once and then was like, oh, whatever, and was just kind of, you know, existing, I'd be like, until he stops kind of thing. But there would be a, you know, if, if it ever happened again, then it would be until he's gone because I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Okay, that's, and that's, <clears throat> that is good to know and fair to know. So, you know, uh, definitely happy. So <laughs> it makes me feel better because, you know, there are, they're my daughters. So mm-hmm. it's like, so I look at them and yeah, I would take it to the level I'm not supposed to take it to. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not going to admit to anything on a podcast in case that actually ever happened. <laughs> but let, let me just say that had I not been asleep in the crest when that happened, um, I would have happily helped to load the body into the back of the vehicle, take the vehicle out to where it would go. And there's a whole marsh section out in Vallejo that, you know, is you, you can hide stuff out there. Really. There's a lot of stuff hidden out there and, uh, I would help, but I didn't. So I was asleep and then I woke up. So was everybody else. We all woke up and he wasn't there. None of us talked to each other. Nothing. And it wasn't a time where cell phones were pinging your GPS signal. So things like that that we didn't have to worry about. So, all right. So now we're going to talk about Economic Corner. So we're going to take a nice little shift because we have to make a shift. But before we do that, we need a word from our sponsor. Yep, that was our sponsor. Nobody. That's okay, because if you guys are liking this, please, you know, do everything to help us and just comments, follow our all our social media, which again, you can find wherever you found this and, and go through and we love comments and everything else. And yeah, we're going to get merch and Patreon and do all the fun things and, and those and that would be great. Hopefully. But in the meantime, we just want to make sure you like what we're doing. So if you do, just please give us a thumbs up. We'd love it. So, but today we talk about, um, so our economic corner. And our economic corner has to do with a last election cycle. And I'm not going through all the other stuff and everything that everybody's talking about because I don't need to. But the election cycle had two states, and it was Nevada and Nebraska, I believe. Um, I don't actually have it up in front of me, which I should, but oh well. Um, I believe Nevada raised their minimum wage to $15 an hour, and Nebraska raised it to $12 an hour. So, and minimum wage is always a thing that people talk about oh minimum wage should be this oh minimum wage should be that and oh minimum wage you know what minimum wage i i have a very very clean view of it and it's i lived on minimum wage there was one time where i was paying my way through school i worked two minimum multiple minimum wage jobs my first job ever was vallejo sanitation and flood control that was a minimum wage. My second job for 11 days was McDonald's in Vallejo. That was minimum wage. Um, and I learned very importantly, minimum wage was meant for minimum output. And I, I find it amazing how everybody's like, oh, minimum wage isn't a livable wage. And you know what? It does state that it's a livable wage, that minimum wage is supposed to be a minimum livable wage. Awesome. And I can argue that it is. The problem is, is that people are considering things necessities now that 
aren't necessities. Like Starbucks needing yeah. needing to go get their Starbucks coffee so they can stay awake. You don't understand what they're you know staying for overtime. And I was like, okay, but Starbucks is not the only coffee out there. But like, I can't Netflix and chill yeah. if I don't have you know high speed internet at home, mm-hmm. and I don't have my Netflix subscription, and I don't have my you know my nice new Alienware laptop, whatever what whatever I'm streaming it on, and yeah, I have to be able to games. watch it also on my iPhone. Yeah, and you know that which means hey, I gotta have a phone. I have to have my data. I have to have all of this stuff i argue that minimum wage can be 100 percent lived on i know i did it mm-hmm. because i rented a room i had a roommate in my room okay i paid my electric bill i didn't have a phone don't need one for my job okay there was a landline at the house and it was like and that was it and i got to share it and well, one of argue for nowadays you kind of do need a phone it is a primary source of everything yeah, but but if you're broke an enough iPhone. get an obama phone yeah i was going to say you don't need an iphone you just need to receive texts yeah. and then have be able to go to a local library for your internet and check your emails and things like you don't need the social media and all go. the other stuff you just and need to mint be able mobile to send is like ten dollars a month you know mint mobile ryan reynolds support the guy deadpool awesome um you know it's cheap and you you know what? Go get a flip phone or go mm-hmm. get Boost Mobile or something like that. You don't need to be on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, yep. all of this stuff 24-7. And if you're listening to us right now on those while doing those, it's not a necessity. Not. We thank you for being here. But it's Pick not. up a book. Do huh? library, yeah. Most libraries, well, I know some of them are charging for like memberships and things. But like most libraries are free. Mm-hmm. You, that's entertainment. Go mm-hmm. outside. Walk around. If you have an animal, I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. That's not a necessity. Like yeah. there are some people that, yeah, there's service animals and everything. There's exceptions. But there's so many things that people have that they don't realize are privilege. Right. And that they don't need to have. And it's not a necessity. And they can be fine without it. Mm-hmm. And so, no, minimum wage is, yeah, it's a livable wage. Yeah. There are always options, and people look and, at their and that's spoiled the thing is that things. people aren't looking for minimum wage, you know, because people argue on both sides, and both sides are I hear them, and then both sides are wrong, right? People are like minimum wage wasn't meant to be a livable wage. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was it's the, the quality point. of life that was meant to be attained under minimum wage mm-hmm. that you can that you can come under for debate. No. You don't need a quad shot Americano from Starbucks every day, <laughs> you know, so that you can plug in your eye. Oh, that's not fair. How, you know, why? Because I suffered. You have to suffer. That is a fallacy. I never looked at it. What I was going through as suffering. I looked at it as the motivation to get up from where I was. It is the welfare principle in my mind. Honestly, people who figure out how to live on welfare almost never get off welfare. It doesn't matter race, creed, color, religion, size. It doesn't matter. People who learn to live comfortably off something will stay in that something. That's why people stay in abusive relationships, emotional and mentally abusive relationships. It's why people continue to get fatter and be unhealthy because, oh, we're going to talk about body positivity, but we can't talk about health positivity, right? Mm -hmm. But... We sit there and it's like, oh, minimum wage. You should be making 15 an hour. Okay, let me show you that Nebraska and Nevada are going to be beautiful examples of why it's not going to work. And here's here's the prime. Number one, go to McDonald's right now. You go to McDonald's right now and you can interact with one person, right? You can go up to a kiosk. You can put in your order. You don't even need to do that. You can actually do it on your phone, do it on the app. And, and McDonald's encourages you to do it. And they always have freebies like 
Almost every day that I look at the app, I see $1 fries. Mind you, I don't eat them all the time. I'm just saying I see them. <laughs> you know, and they're going to do everything they can to streamline it. So the people that are working back there are fewer people because they have to pay them more, right? Mm-hmm. And now they're looking at automating systems. You know, we've all seen them, automated fryer, fryers. Well, you know, French fries, honestly, if a machine was handling French fries, you'd have beautiful, happy, golden, crisp, low-loss French fries every time. That's just the way that that's going to be because a computer, a machine, is going to mostly do the job better than everybody else. Yeah, no room for human error. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's like you're not going to be, oh, man, hey, i got to run to the restroom really quick. Well, hey, you just put in those French fries. You didn't get back in time. They're burnt. Or, hey, you know what? You overmade them. No, the computer's going to sit there. The machines are all going to be hooked up and say, hey, you know what? 4 o'clock to 7.30, that's when most people are coming in. That's when we're going to keep our full rotation on our fries. So everything's so going to have one person that's there that's maintaining everything. They're going to streamline to have fewer people. Or the other thing happens. Everything becomes more expensive. And your minimum wage requirement just killed a mom-and-pop business. Because a mom-and-pop business can't compete with now the $8 quarter double quarter pounder that you're getting from mcdonald's because they have fewer customers they they get less of a discount on food and drinks and everything else their costs are higher they can't compete so you're killing them we did all this during the pan uh the pandemic how many businesses had to shut their doors forever and it's like and you're going to raise prices and prices are going to get higher for everybody i can't think of a thing, single restaurant right now that i can go to that had the same price anything that it did a year ago. Oh, yeah, no. And people are starting to keep track of it and write it down Mm -hmm. and post it and everything so that people are aware of it. Right. And now, if my landscaping crew has to be paid $15 an hour, I'm going to have to pay more to have my yard mode, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to pay more for that because the the owner of the landscaping company has to charge me more. And so... My every single time you're doing that, you're in when you're raising the minimum wage, what you're doing is you're making everybody else's money less valuable. You know, they actually used it as an argument in one of the articles that I'd read, saying that it closed the gap between classes. Yes, it made everybody's money worth less. And that's what it does. Every single time. Because all of a sudden where I was paying a dollar for a large French fry, now I'm paying you know, $2.75 for a large French fry because you tripled the amount of minimum wage. Oh, because minimum wage used to be four twenty five, and now it's this, and now it's, you know, $15. And it's like, that's that's insane. You know, I, I went and I got out of working at Vallejo Sanitation and Flood Control, and I went on to Denny's, and I went to Denny's, and I started working for tips. And you know what? I could turn $100 a night in tips. Holy crud. I was making a thousand, you know, I was making two grand a month for the first time. I worked to get out of my situation and nowhere in any of that was a minimum wage meant to be a living comfortably wage. It was just meant to be a livable wage. And there are so many programs that are out there that help people that I just, I, every time I see us that we're going to raise the minimum wage, that we're raising the minimum wage. I look at it as nothing more than pandering to the lowest common denominator who doesn't have 
an economic bone in their body. They're just running on their feels. Yeah, it's different when they raise it because inflation. Because mm-hmm. that's, you know, obviously it needs to be raised for inflation. Like sure. that's everything. All prices get raised for inflation. So, the, you know, how much people are paid should also get raised because you need to keep everything in a balance. But the moment that you try to just give people, I just, I don't get it. Cause but it's see, always- raising the minimum wage raises inflation. If I pay, if I'm paying more minimum wage, I'm paying more in taxes, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm paying more in taxes, and my company's paying more in insurance, and my company's paying more to pay me, and my companies, they're going to raise their prices. So in every way, shape, and form, my dollar becomes worth less. Mm-hmm. And so, how do they? How does the Fed take care of that? Because the Fed doesn't want us losing money. You know what they want is is what what the Federal Reserve, which is as federal as Federal Express. What the Federal Reserve wants is the Federal Reserve wants to print out so much money that we lose it. We've done it. We lost money. After 9-11, we lost, like, I think it was, oh, I have to look it up. So, okay, so here it is. It's $2.3 trillion was just misplaced. And that was after 9-11. That was during 9-11. During everything that was going around 9-11, we were literally... Following a magician. While we were looking at what they wanted us to do, the trick was happening somewhere else. And $2.3 trillion disappeared. How do you make more money disappear? Without people noticing, you put more money out there. So that's scary to me to think. You know, I don't trust the Federal Reserve, the Federal Reserve wanting to raise minimum wage. I I 100% understand inflation, but I also believe inflation doesn't have to be a thing. Every single person that's born has an expected life, you know, has a life expectancy from the time that they're born. And we say, okay, well, this is the amount of money that we need to print for that person for this to equate out to what it, what it's going to be. And then that money is printed and then that's it. Where we have the problems is our system. Well, and I'll get into all of that fun stuff in a later podcast. But, but going from $5 an hour, going up to $12 an hour... The people in Nebraska are, are going to be in for a nasty shock because your Jimmy John's or what is the taco place? Jimmy John's in Lincoln? No, it's Taco John's. So when they go in there for their little $1.29 tacos and they're suddenly three bucks, they're going to be like, what? And they're going to stop eating there. And it's just, you know, great. And then people are going to be all upset because only the chains are going to survive. You know, and it's like and the quality of everything is going to go down. If you have farmers that are having, you know, having to lower their quality of food that they're putting out just to try to make things meet ends meet as it is right now. How much worse is that going to get? What's the quality of our food and our system going to be? It's just, it's not a good situation. So, okay. So that's all I want to say about that. Okay. And now for our final Wednesday segment is called people suck because at the end of the day, some people, they just suck. (laughs) So I am going to put you in the spotlight on this one. Me? Because, yep, and you didn't even know about it. So this is what makes it the best. Let me tell you guys, these are her best stories. So I want you to tell me that when we were at the grocery store, we saw this lady and she had a little badge on. And I noticed it as a Toastmasters badge. And the Toastmasters badge (laughs) is what people wear when they are exemplary, when they are... They are powerful, they are influential, they are friendly, they are courteous, they are articulate, they are well-poised, they have grace and manners. 
And that is the part of what the Toastmasters actually stand for, as well as the social aspect of it and the social marketing. And But one of the things that they do is they want to always be that role model. They want to be that epitome of upstandingness, right? Above reproach. So we were at the grocery store and I saw the Toastmasters person to which you then looked over at her pointed at her and said what that i recognized her but i didn't know what from and mm-hmm. i spent the entire time that we were at the grocery store trying to figure out why i recognized her because i i couldn't put my finger on it and it took all the way up until we left we were literally in the truck on the way back home and I remembered why, because I kept seeing her face and hearing her voice and was like, why do I know that? Why do I know that? Because the entire time we were at the store, she was walking around. There were about like five or six people with her. And she was like commanding people to go grab things and do things and was like going through stuff. She had a long, you know, dress on that was just very, it was a maxi dress. So just very flowy and just very, you know, she just was existing and her hair was up and she was just She very, had a presence. Yeah, she, she was very much you know would be able to point her out in a row of people so, so surely trying... your so your interaction with this lady has been nothing but positive no <laughs> <laughs> so i finally remembered why i recognized her face and her voice and her attitude and all the things and it was because i had worked for the time that they were open at the big halloween store and it was a very interesting time. The very the first three months that or the first two and a half months that we were open, everything was great and everybody was nice and everything was, you know, awesome. We were in small towns, everybody out here was super excited that it was gonna be here. They didn't have to drive forty five minutes away to the next town over that had it. And so everybody was just overall really nice and we kept joking about oh well if you get a if you get a karen and how you're gonna react to it and all this other stuff and like I knew that my i have to have I have to be in a certain mood to be able to deal with it in the ways that, you know, I would joke about dealing with it. And this particular day that it was closer to Halloween and everybody was slowly starting to get more and more ticked off when they were coming in because everybody was coming in either wanting exchanges that we didn't do anymore or wanting to return things that we definitely didn't do anymore. So maybe like two weeks before Halloween, this lady comes in and grabs a few things in a in a rush like she is grabbing things comes checks out leaves then we're about three days before halloween and um this lady comes in again with bags from the stuff the stuff that she had bought before mind you again we do did not accept returns or exchanges at this point however my store manager was trying to be really nice and didn't want people you know, if it was just a size issue, she didn't want to not let people come in and exchange for the right size. She didn't want sure. to ruin kids' Halloween. Within So within reason. Yeah. But what she didn't want was somebody going to the office party, getting smashed, throwing up inside their inflatable pickle suit, bringing it back and returning the thing. Yeah. Got basically. it. Basically. <laughs> so as I'm long as it was just... Just a random thing. Oh, I wasn't speaking from experience. As long as it was within reason, as long as it was a size difference thing... She just she was allowing exchanges, but by this point, so you couldn't just exchange for a whole new costume unless the size that you were trying to get didn't exist and there was a backup plan. Like literally, just within reason. Yeah. So this lady comes in with about four bags worth of stuff and wants to return 
like 75% of it and exchanged the other 25% and was like came in first of all came in with an attitude like she was determined she knew what she wanted and she was gonna get it kind of thing came in walked up to the registers and was like hey um I would like to do an exchange and return some of these things. I have all this stuff and, you know, I know that, you know, the return policy is, you know, you, you can't do it, but I've been hearing people are allowing you to, or allowing us to. So I just, you know, I want to return this stuff to which I was just like, okay, uh, well, if you want to go, you know, I was like, you know, we can't do returns anymore. Like we cannot give you a refund, but if you want to go find the things in different sizes or anything, and you know bring it up here afterwards and you can do that and she's like well no i if i have to do all that i just i just want to return it it's like okay again <laughs> can't do that i'm sorry we don't we, we're not accepting returns anymore we cannot give you a refund we can't give you an exchange mm-hmm. didn't like it couldn't accept that and so she was like oh my god well if i'm just i'm just gonna go put this stuff back in my car and i'll just grab whatever i want anyways and then turns around walks away okay (laughs) and at this point i was the only person at the register because it was a very it wasn't really time for yeah we hadn't we hadn't it wasn't rush hour nobody was here nobody was doing anything it was a very slow part of the day so there's only like three of us scheduled there's only one manager on and you know the other two people are walking around and the manager is back doing schedule things so i'm the only one up there and yeah we have walkies and things and i could have called the manager or anything but i just didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal so then she goes around, walks around, grabs all the things she wants, and then comes to the front and is, you know, I'm checking somebody else out. And so then, you know, she's standing over there, just obviously irritated, like literally foot padding, like mm. just done. Like she was just in some kind of a hurry. I was just, whatever. Checking these people out, get them out of the door, and then call her over. And so she puts, you know, like two or three things on the table and if you know this particular halloween store you know that there's a charity that they you know donate a lot of things a lot of their money to mm-hmm. and so we have a whole spiel that we're supposed to we say donated a lot we did we did yeah. a lot of donating <laughs> i think i don't know i think we probably donated at least as much as we spent uh, if you think probably about it. Yeah. especially with the the raffle yeah yeah so i get maybe i i you know Start scanning. And every time what I do, you find everything you wanted. First of all, answer to that question was like, no, but it'll have to do. Okay, I'm sorry. What did you not find? And she was like, it doesn't matter. We were supposed to, you know, because sometimes people don't see what we have. Or Mm -hmm. sometimes there's something that's like in the back or something that we can give at a discounted price or anything like that. Like we're always supposed to make sure like, oh, you know, make their experience better and all that crap. You know, customer service. And for (laughs) this big store, just so people understand... Nothing is at all in one place. Yeah. If you go for a pirate outfit, you cannot complete an entire pirate outfit in a section where you see the pirate costume. Yeah. You have to go to the pirate costumes in one section, and then there's jewelry over in another, and then there's, there's hats, weapons over there's here. There's masks. Yeah. There's, you know, all the different things. Exactly. So you, you can't, you know, always are supposed to ask people, you know, is there anything that you need that you couldn't find or anything like that? So, yeah, was, no, but it'll be fine. Okay, well, I'm sorry. What did you not find? I, it's, I said, it, don't worry about it. Okay, so pick her things up. Scan one, two, and I was like, okay. So let me let you know about our, you know, blah 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 blah. And she was like, oh, I've I've already donated to that. I I know my name's up on the wall somewhere. It's just no. It's like okay, and we're supposed to keep going because we're not supposed to just like leave it. And I support the charity that we were, you know, we support when we donate to. And so mm-hmm. I, you know, I was never having an issue with 
trying to get people to donate because it's not like I'm asking for 50 bucks every single time. Like, uh, so, you know, I'd be like, okay, all right, well, are you sure? You know, the, we have these bracelets that are $2. And she'd be like, no, I said, don't worry about it. Okay, well, can I at least get you? No, like just cut me off, raised her voice, was just angry. And I was just like, oh, okay. And then, you know, finish, finish checking her out and, you know, rag everything up. And she was just upset and angry and just like kept kept snapping at me about things and then you know put her stuff in the bag and then handed it back to her you know hope you have a really good day and literally just kind of like rolled her eyes and like stormed out of the store which is like angry and this wasn't my worst experience with like you know having customers i had a worse one but either way mm-hmm. she was just awful like there was no part of it like she was walking around that store all high and mighty going around collecting her three things to bring up to check out and was just upset because you know rules aren't supposed to apply to her apparently because you know why why can't she return all the things that she bought and clearly had just like gone to a party for and was just wanted to return it it's like that's you know that's exactly why we have the return policy that we have because yep. it's cheating yep. <laughs> it just I don't get that. But, you know. And and the thing is, is now here's where I am. I am petty enough. And I've been thinking back and forth on this. But I am petty enough to find the local Toastmasters group. Go to the local Toastmasters group. Mingle with the local Toastmasters group. And then when whoever the person is who's my, I'm their prospect, which is the way that, that, that it works, um, to say, oh... I can't join you guys because that person over there was extremely, horribly disrespectful to somebody I saw in retail at this big box store. And, you know, just just to do that. <laughs> Petty revenge. And, and the, oh, yeah, because I would, I would sit and go, I would give it the review. I would review the Toastmasters group here and say, yep, it looks good, except that I saw this person do this. And I would make it a thing. And I would make it a slow-burning thing because that's that's where I am. <laughs> no, I so. never understand giving people in customer service of any kind yeah. a hard time because they are working for minimum wage. Mm-hmm. They are doing the best that they can. And there are always going to be a couple of customer or a customer, a cup. Wow. There are always going <laughs> to be a couple of people working customer service that aren't great, mm-hmm. but there are better ways to go about giving them a hard time for it. You know, I understand, you know, you don't want to be a Karen. Oh, and I speak to your manager and all that crap. But, like, there's still there's still better ways. You can always, 90% of stores hand you their receipt. And they're like, oh, and if you call this number at the top and give us a survey, call the damn number. Like, report them for something. It doesn't make you a Karen. You could be anonymous about it. Mm -hmm. But also go out of your way to do the positive side of it. If somebody's great to you, call and tell the great things that happen, too. Because those are all, like... Just customer service people. Yeah. They have to deal with people and, all day. And you, she, she's lucky you're a sweet. You're as sweet as you are. Because <laughs> you weren't there because you needed the money. I wasn't. In fact, you, know, you, you interviewed. When you interviewed, they're like, oh, you know, this is what it pays. Okay, you never asked because you didn't care. But there are people who do. And it's like, but that's the kind of person that she's going to go off on the wrong person. Yep. Anyways, but that's what you got to do because sometimes people just suck. There you go. Anyway, 
Thank you so much for joining us in the afternoon or afternoon podcast for our super podcast of everything. Please follow all of our links or any of our links or some of our links. You know, give us some interaction because we love it and we thrive on it and we're going to get better off of it. So thank you so much. Have yourself a great night and peace out with your peace out. Peace out.